Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at org. Now, get ready for the word. Oh, have your way, Lord. Have your way in this place. God, although we're not in a sanctuary, we are still together virtually and we pray that you have your way in this place, the space that we are in, whether it's in our our living rooms, our bedrooms, our offices, our quiet places, or wherever we are, we need you to have your way on today. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, Lord. You are our strength. You are our redeemer. And God, we need you in this place. Speak through me, less of me and more of you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, St. Luke, yes, we are in the midst of our new sermon series for this month, Doers of the Work. My God, last week, Pastor Jasmine fired us up. She got us all started with the first installment of this series. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Pastor Jasmine. We appreciate it. Now we're going to get into the second installment. I cannot wait to share this message. Ah, Let's get into the word. It's in the book of James, chapter three. We're going to read 12 verses. You're going to arrive. You're going to roll with me. 12 verses of chapter three of the book of James. It starts in New Living Translation. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Verse 2, indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. My God, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. Verse five, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Verse six, and among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. Mm, mm, mm. For it is set on fire by hell itself. Verse 7. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises the Lord our Father. And sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out of both fresh water and bitter water? Verse 12. Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? 
No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. My God, my God. May God add a rich blessing over his word on this morning. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. You know, the other week, um, you know, I'm a musician and I've been a music professional for about over 25 years. Produced records, wrote, written songs, travel the world to play for numerous amount of artists. And so I've always been drawn to, to music documentaries. You know, Netflix has a whole section of documentaries and I'm drawn to those music documentaries. So uh, I, I came across a while ago this, this documentary in particular about one of my favorite producers and songwriters extraordinaire, Quincy Jones. Yes, Whew. this documentary about Quincy Jones was amazing. It was so inspiring. I was so charged up looking at his life, uh, his highs, his lows, countless hits records. You know, Michael Jackson thriller. Oh, my gosh. This is like sold 300 gazillion copies. I mean, that 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 piece of work, that piece of art is timeless. And Quincy Jones was part of that a brainchild. He was the mastermind behind it all. And so it gave me such, you know, inspiration and it gave me some motivation as a music professional, you know. And so uh, later on, you know, I still peruse through Netflix. I came across another music. I don't know if it's a documentary. It was a show. It's called uh, This Is Pop. So, yeah, I guess it was a, a documentary. And so, you know, a few episodes in, you know, I'm watching this 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 documentary. It's a good show about music and and in, in, in a specific time and era of music. You know, This Is Pop. And so... Uh, it got into the episode about this specific technology that is really popular in music called auto-tune. Yes, auto-tune. I don't know, you know, for those, you know, I know we have a lot of old schoolers and they don't know what auto-tune is. But it's somewhat kind of like what you hear with, you know, Roger Trotman and, 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 and Zap, you know, you know, that electrical voice and, and stuff like that. And so it's a technology that actually offers pitch correction. So people who can't sing... People who can sort of sing, they use autotune and all of a sudden they sound angelic. And so it's it's basically in this documentary episode, they basically uh, talked about its inception. Yes, uh, Andy Hildenbrand was the creator or is the creator of autotune. He's an engineer. He's not even in the music industry. Hanging out with a bunch of friends in a party. And I guess one of the friends are singers or an, an inspiring singer. And while they were just talking in this party, this friend said, I said, you know, they know that he engineers something that has to do with sound or vibrations or something to that. So don't quote me on that. But uh, uh, Andy Hildenbrand, and, you know, that's his field was in, in, in some type of sound vibrations and stuff like that and that type of engineering. And so his friend, uh, uh, this lady, an inspiring singer, said, you know, you should create something that helps fix my voice. Bing, light bulb. Andy all of a sudden said, I can do that. So he creates auto-tune. Out of, you know, out of thin air, he creates this software. And now it's becoming almost the industry standard. Everybody uses auto-tune. And so later in that episode, we come across T-Pain. 
So I don't know. I know a lot of our saints don't know who T-Pain is, but some of the few uh, younger folk or younger heart know who T-Pain is. You know, I'm not going to start saying his songs because I don't necessarily feel it's appropriate. <laughs> but T-Pain is very popular using autotune. He that he started as a, just an aspiring rapper and he tried, you know, one time and got rejected. And so he came across a song by Cher. You remember, everybody know who Cher is. Do you believe in love or do you believe in life after love? Something like that. And she, this song became popular because it was kind of like the first big song that used autotune. So T-Pain heard this song by Cher and was like, whatever she's using on her voice, I want to know what that is. So here it goes in the episode. T-Pain shares of his his, his journey into discovering where autotune was coming from. And he finally figured it out. I'm fast forwarding. So he discovers autotune. All of a sudden, he creates music using autotune. Uh, a once failed rapper. Now he is a successful rapper using a tool called autotune. And now he's famous. So he said he was on a flight. On a flight somewhere. And he came across an, an associate Named Usher. You know Usher. Everybody know who Usher is. He's a famous R&B singer. And at the time, they felt like they were comrades, associates, friends. And so he came across Usher while they were flying to a destination. And Usher said these words to him. You are killing the music industry. T-Pain, you know, is so happy to see you, Usher. Usher basically told him, you are killing the music industry. You're using autotune. All real singers, you know, don't use autotune and you're using it and you're killing the music industry. So T-Pain says that those words that came from Usher out of his mouth sent him to a depression for four plus years. Four plus years. T-Pain was depressed because of what Usher told him out of his mouth. <sighs> How many of us have dealt with people who said something that has nearly destroyed you? I've experienced that. How many people were the ones that said something out of their mouth that, that hurt somebody? Watch your mouth. <laughs> I know it's difficult. Yeah, it, it, it's so difficult. <laughs> but do you know there's power in what you say? Uh, you know, I really enjoy this book of James. I, I, I mean, all the cha the, each chapter of James, when I do a study on it every year, it arrests me. It speaks to the very my soul because he goes straight to the point. James, that book of James, I love it because there, there's no gray area when you read James. It goes straight to the point. So he's sharing in this chapter three about the cost to those who choose to become uh, teachers and communicators for, for, for God's church. It's not easy. The accountability of being a leader, a communicator, a pastor in the church of God is not easy. The judgment is stricter. When it all said and done, our accountability is different. So, you know, James shares about this. You know, in Luke uh, 
chapter 12, verses uh, 38, 48, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 12, verse 48 in the New Living Translation, it says this, but someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Too much is given, much is required. Yes, leadership costs. Even as a parent, you're a leader. Even as a grandparent, you're a leader. And so with that comes a cost. All our officers here in our church, all the leaders in our church, we have a charge. Too much is given, much is required. How, you know... Let's talk about the church as a whole. There's so many people who want to be in charge. So everybody wants to be the boss and everybody want to be a chief and nobody want to be an Indian. But they don't understand the cost to being a chief, being a leader. There are a different set of expectations, different different sets of accountability and and, and rules and stricter uh, judgment for leaders. And so Jesus shares In Matthew chapter 9, uh, verses 37 through uh, uh, 38, and it says this in the New Living Translation. He is observing now. He's traveling and healing the sick, delivering people from bondage. And he notices something about these people as he's traveling. He said, they're lost. They're like sheep without a shepherd. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So so, so pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Everybody wants to be a chief, but they don't want to do the work. We have all these people. I want to be in charge. I feel like I'm qualified to be in charge, but don't want to do the work. God is looking for doers of the work. Yes. As doers of the work, It requires us to watch what we say, to control, tame what we say. It's easy to complain and judge from the backseat. It's convenient. You know how many of us are backseat drivers? You know, we see it in the passenger side and we tell the driver, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. How about you drive? (laughs) You know, every time I, you know, I'm not going to throw a pastor Jasmine under the bus, but she has her moments where she's sitting in the passenger seat, enjoying my driving. And she wants to say, Hey, you did a bad turn or this and that. Watch for this. Hey, you sit over there. Stop trying to be a backseat driver. Let me drive. If you want to say something, sit in the driver's seat and you drive. (laughs) Love you, pastor Jasmine. (laughs) But seriously, it's so convenient to, to, to look at it from the other side and not necessarily knowing the cost to being in the driver's seat. So James is sharing here in the text about how difficult it is for the leaders in the church, the teachers, the communicators. How is it difficult? How difficult it is to navigate through life's difficulties? You know, we're placed at a higher level of accountability. You know, we 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 if we stumble or we fall, the, the fall will be so greater. I can stay here for a second. How many of us have seen so many great preachers or or, or religious figures, you know, fall from grace? It is severe. It literally shakes the earth. I'm not going to name any names, but I can tell you, oh my gosh, just even in the last years or two, there's quite a few uh, popular preachers who fell from grace and it stung. Mind you, there are probably, you know, tons of other uh, similar preachers who nobody knows who they are. I've gone through worse 
But nobody knows because they're not necessarily in, 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 uh, held to a higher standard. But there are preachers that when they fall, it falls. It's bad because we are held to a different standard. So it's important as leaders, people of God, to watch your mouth. Tame that tongue. In this chapter in James, he's referring to it's, you know, controlling your tongue, taming your tongue, because all it takes is a small thing that can lead to huge mistakes and huge consequences. I want to speak to uh, not just our, our leaders today. I don't want to speak to just leaders. I want to speak to someone who has a call on their life. You, yes, you who's watching. You have a call in your life. You may not have a title. You may not have, you know, no, 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 no popularity or, 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 or no acknowledgement, but there's a call in your life. I'm speaking to you also today. God is looking for doers of the work. He is calling you to do a major work for his kingdom, but it will require a new level of discipline and responsibility. We need doers of the word and we need more doers of the work. Yes, it says the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. There's work to be done. But one of the main areas we all need to work on is our mouth, our tongue. You know, reading this text, it rested me. Here, here are some areas I really want us to work on concerning watching our mouth. Yes, the first area. We need to watch our speech. Yes, watch your speech. Being careful at what we say to people and to ourselves or even in the atmosphere. Watch what you speak, your speech. So many of us speak death to situations where God actually wants you to speak life. Verses three and five of James chapter three, it says it describes how, how it takes just a small bit in the mouth of a horse to control it and, and gear it to any direction. A small little bit in the mouth of a horse, a big old powerful horse, a small little bit and even a small rudder of a big ship, small rudder, a huge ship, a, a cargo ship or a, a, a cruise ship. It takes a small rudder and it shifts to whatever direction. A small rudder, even in the midst of storms. Then it reminds us in verse five that the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches and a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. How many realize that small thing? I was talking about T-Pain and what Usher said, that small little phrase that Usher said to T-Pain set him on depression for four to, four to five years. He could not function because of someone, what they said, a small little thing that somebody, there's power in what you say. Watch your speech. It takes a small word, a small thought, a small phrase, and then it can lead to either a big victory or a big defeat. Remember what I said about, you know, it said that Usher just basically almost destroyed him. How many times we've spoke ill of someone or something or a situation? Hmm? I'm guilty. When we should have practiced more discipline, we should have practiced and said nothing, watched our speech, but we still opened our mouth and spoke and said something out sideways or, and, and just totally was unnecessary. Watch your speech. 
How many of us have been affected by something that somebody said? Like T-Pain, yes. That thing that somebody told him set him us. I've been a product of, 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 of a depression based on somebody telling me something. Yeah, I remember years ago I was at a, at a church and, and somebody at a church said, you know what, you're not a good keyboard player. You, I think you need to try something else. Mind you, I have years and years and years of accomplishments, but it took that one person to set something that literally, it totally derailed my thought process, my confidence because of what they said. There's power in what you say. Watch your speech. There's always that one person where that has that nigga. How many of us know that one person? Every time it's something great, man. Oh, that thing is so beautiful. That's that one person. Mm-hmm. Negative, negative. Watch your speech. Watch people around you and their speech. God is holding you to a higher, higher expectation, a higher level of discipline because he's looking for doers of the work. The laborers are few. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. God is looking for laborers. Watch your speech. We all struggle with, 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 with our speech and tongue. Yeah, I'm guilty. Trust me, you know, it's difficult these days. You watch the news. You roll scroll through social media. You hear stuff from happening here in the state of Texas. These voter suppression laws and stuff. We, I want to say something. I got a lot to say about it. Watch your speech. Tame your tongue. It warrants a lot of opinions. It warrants a lot of stuff. Yes, it can warrant a lot of opinions, facts, truths, and even some cuss words, you know. But sometimes we ought to just watch our speech. Hush. Let God do the work. There's so much I can say. Yes, as a pastor, as a man of God, as an African-American, I can say so much stuff. I can post it all on social media. But most of the time, it's just best to just pray, seek God, and let God have his way in the situation. Our focus should be on doing the work for the kingdom of God. That's where our focus should be. That means we ought to take responsibility in taming our tongue, watching our speech. Because we don't realize the damage our speech can do to non-believers, non-members, to strangers, to loved ones, to those who look up to us. What we say can create damage or can inspire, can speak life. It's important to watch our speech and focus on being doers of the work. Second point. We need to watch our tastes. Watch your taste. You know, lately I've been having some serious cravings, y'all. Pray for me, y'all. I love some lasagna. Pasta, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Listen, y'all, I love pasta. Knowing, you know, that if I consume so many carbs, then it's going to lead me to the gaining some weight, y'all. But I love some pasta. I got to watch my tastes. Thankfully, my doctor and my trainer, you know, they're not ones to totally deprive me of carbs, but their recommendation would be to manage my cravings, tame it, control it. It's about the choices you make when you make them. It's, it's, it's about that. It's about the choices you make it and when you make those choices. So control your taste, not just in food, 
but in the choices of people that you surround yourself with, the choices of the type of things that you watch, the choices and the type of things that you listen to. Watch your taste, the things that you scroll, the things that you like, the things that you pay attention to. Watch your taste. Uh, Pastor Tim Ross shared the other day, you know, one of his messages the other week, and he was sharing, he said, it's okay to have cravings and desires and likes and, and attractions. That's how God made us. It's a natural thing to have an attraction towards something, but it's how you react to that attraction. It's what the decisions you make with that attraction. That's where we go wrong. Yes, it's fine to have an attraction towards something. It's the decisions you make towards that attraction. That's where the problem lies. It's about your decisions, your choices, your appetite, your taste. Watch your taste. <laughs> in this third chapter of James, it says in verse seven, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. Then in verse eight, it said, but no one can tame the tongue. The tongue is and can be dangerous. How many of us have come across folk who literally can talk out of both sides of their mouths. Literally. In one second, they're praising someone. And in another second, they are literally crucifying them. I, I personally have a difficulty dealing with people who can who speak comfortably out of both sides of their mouth. I literally have difficulty understanding that. How could you speak out of both I've seen people literally in one moment split their whole tongue basically hey praising and cussing the same person it's it's a, it just it, it just baffles me but james in this chapter is letting us know this ain't nothing new let's look at it here james 3 verses 8 through 10 this is what it says in new living translation but no one can tame the tongue it is restless and evil full of deadly poison sometimes it praises our lord and father and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. What? And so blessing and curses comes pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. I'm going to say it again. And so blessings and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. And it goes into, does a fig tree produce olives or does a grapevine produce figs? No. So you can't draw fresh water out of salty springs. Watch your mouth. Watch your speech. Watch your taste. Now, it's not an easy task, but we need to reflect the kingdom of God. We need to reflect our fear of God. I don't know about you sometimes, but sometimes I, I, I don't know. I, I, I browse through some of the saints comments on social media. I, I don't know about you. I watch these comments on people uh, that be posting on social media and it be the saints. I mean, these saints are going off. I mean, I, I, Pastor uh, Jamal Bryant, the other a couple weeks ago, he <laughs> someone hacked into his Instagram and, you know, uh, he couldn't access his Instagram. Someone hacked it and took it over and was posting all sorts of crazy stuff. And so when he finally regained back control of his Instagram, he went through his inbox and he saw a lot of his own church members cussing out the person who took his Instagram. I mean, they had good intentions, but they were cussing that 
person out. I'm talking about saints of the most high. I'm talking about folk, church folk, all that stuff. Pastor Jamal was, he was, he said, I have done wrong. I have done wrong as a pastor. I can't believe my members at New Birth cussing folk out on my behalf. You know, <laughs> yes, blessings and curses comes out of the same mouth, but that is not right. It's funny, <laughs> but that is not right. Does fig produce olives? No. Does a grapevine produce figs? No. So you can't draw fresh water from salty springs. Watch your mouth. Watch your speech. Watch your taste. And finally, watch your back. Watch your back. John chapter 10 verses 10 through 11, it says this in the King James Version. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But here's the life. I come that they might have life and they that might have it, it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. You know, this world is going crazy, y'all. People are out here acting like a sheep without a shepherd. Satan, the deceiver, he's coming solely to steal your joy, to kill your destiny, to destroy your hope. But Jesus, our Redeemer, comes so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Yes, it's important to watch your back because Satan is out to steal, kill and destroy. You know, in the streets, when you're talking about watch your back, you need to also watch the type of people you have around you. The type of people who you know, say they say, I got your back. Yes, you need to know who has your back. I can guarantee you one person I know that has your back. Jesus. Jesus has your back. Yes, he has your back. It says in Psalms 23, Lord is our shepherd, I shall not want. He is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, even Jesus is saying here in this, in, in, in this book of John, uh, in chapter 10, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep, his sheep. You can trust God. You can put your trust in God. We, we can't control our tongues sometimes or most of the times <laughs> but God can so put your trust in God put your trust in Jesus the good shepherd let God have your back in those moments when you are weak he is strong in those moments you don't know what to say he can speak on your behalf you better not depend on man depend on God put your trust in God to help you to watch your mouth, to tame your tongue, control what you say, control what you speak, control what you taste for, control what you are becoming. Whew. One day, you know, we, 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 we see people flip-flopping all the time, speaking out of both sides of their mouths. The society is full of flip-floppers. <laughs> But that's not right. 
How can fresh water flow out of salty springs? It cannot. Now you might be in queue, you might be the one doing the flip-flopping. <laughs> but it's important that you submit yourself to the good shepherd to guide you, to lead you, to silence you. Yes, sometimes God has to silence us. He has to be like, Mm-mm, not now. Hush that mouth. Now, there are times where you have to share something, you know, in, in a godly way, in a loving way. Yes, you got to speak up, but you have to submit yourself to the good shepherd. Many of us strayed away, but like a good shepherd, he'll find you. He'll leave the 99 for that one. You've lost control of what you've been speaking what you've been looking at on social media, what you've been saying on social media, what you've been tasting for, what your appetite, you've lost control. But it's time to become doers of the work. It requires to submit and follow Christ. Let him be your good shepherd. Watch your speech. Watch your taste and watch your back. The devil's coming after us. He sees victory. He senses that there's victory drawing nigh. God is coming back soon. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Do not let Satan destroy or try to destroy, steal your joy or destroy your hope or make you think otherwise. God is with you. He has your back. Hallelujah. You know, we can easily be deterred by what we see on 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 the on the, on the TV screens. You know, with all this happening in 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 our world, in our country, in our state, in our cities, and it angers us. It frustrates us. It, it makes us sad. It makes us, you know, just, just, just distraught. But we ought not to trust the systems of man or depend on the word of man. We ought to rely on the good shepherd. He is our good shepherd, yes. And sheep do stray away. Three sheep do get lost. It's, it's the nature. But as long as we are in the arms, in the care of the Good Shepherd, we shall not want. We shall not worry. We clearly can't do this on our own. We can't watch our mouth. We can't tame our tongue without Jesus. So I want to take this time to invite someone who needs a Good Shepherd who's lost, who can't seem to control what comes out of their mouth. They have lost control of their thought process, what they say. It just takes nothing and they just go off like a time bomb. Somebody needs a good shepherd. Someone who doesn't, who's lost hope. Someone who's been a victim of somebody's words. Like T-Pain, yes. All it took was that one phrase and it sent him off to deep end. I'm talking to that person today. It's time 
to follow the good shepherd. I want to offer you this good shepherd. Jesus, he has come that you might have life and to have this life abundantly. If you like to experience this life, this abundant life, come say this prayer with me. Come on. If you want to be saved, if you want to be under the care of the good shepherd, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord, I am sorry. Please forgive me. I am a sinner. I have strayed away. I have lost control. Save me. I acknowledge that you are my Lord and Savior. I acknowledge that you sent your only begotten son, Jesus, to die on the cross and to get up with all power on that third day for me. I acknowledge Jesus as my Savior today. Now I can say that I am free. I am under the care of the Good Shepherd. I am saved. Amen. 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 My God. If you said that prayer, now you are under the care of the Good Shepherd. Now you are in the, 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 this 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 abundant life I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly that's where Jesus said in John 10 and so I just want to congratulate you for being a part of this family of life family of God in moments when you're slipping God is going to be there to help you get back in order now you want to give people peace of your mind nah tame that tongue tame that speech tame that taste Watch your back. The devil's not happy now that you've given your life to Christ. If you made that decision, said that prayer, mention it in the comments right below. Yes, mention it in the comments. We're watching. We're monitoring it. Or you can just send us an email at info at stlukegarland.org. We would love to walk with you in this journey. It's not easy. Yes. Yes, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Oh, Lord, Lord. It is not easy. But God is with us. The good shepherd has come to give us life and more abundantly. Now, if you're also looking for a church home, guess what? We are happy to receive you here at St. Luke Garland. Yes, we are still fellowshipping virtually. So you are glad to be a part of our online and if you want to be a part of our church, you are welcomed here. And when we start coming back together in person, you are welcome to walk in through those doors. But just let us know if you want to be a part of the St. Luke Garland family. Mention it in the comments. I want to be a part of St. Luke Garland. Or you can send us an email at that very same email address. Info at stlukegarland.org. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.